Greetings, passengers. This is your control tower at NorCal Intergalactic Starport, reminding you that this episode of Call Sign Nerd is brought to you by listeners like you, our supporters at Patreon. If you'd like to be a supporter of this podcast, cruise on over to patreon.com slash nerd and join our crew today. Thank you. And now, prepare for your blastoff. On this voyage of Call Sign Nerd, we'll be making stops at the paintball game run entirely by prepubescent Weir Squid, a sample of the language from the main reason we all got Disney+, and a deep dive into the ecology of Jim Henson's anti-war show with singing cave monsters, and many more. We've been cleared by the tower and the jump drive is hot. Call Sign Nerd is ready for launch. Well, greetings to all you sentient beings, and welcome aboard Flight 2101 of Callsign Nerd. It's Thursday, February 25th, 2021. We'll be leaving Earth orbit momentarily, but first... I'm Captain Orson. And I'm Orson's dad. And we'll be your pilots for this episode of Callsign Nerd, your faster-than-light cruise through the best of this week's news and commentary from the worlds of spaceships, swords, and the supernatural. So, grab your fruity drink, served by our mechanoid cabin crew, set your tray tables in the upright position, and buckle in as we take the helm. And now that we're leaving Earth orbit, feel free to take a look out the port and starboard windows, and here's Captain Orson with this week's points of interest. If you have a look at our port window, you'll see that there is a long line of people trying to get their hands on the new deck-building game from Legendary Entertainment based off the 2021 reboot of Frank Herbert's Dune series. A Dune reboot? Really? Yep, we're getting a movie pretty soon, and this deck-building game sounds like it's going to be pretty fun. It's called Dune Imperium. Nice. I hope the new movie has Patrick Stewart in it again. He was the best part of the movie from the 80s. Uh, no, we get people who are relevant currently, like Oscar Isaac. That That hurts me. That cuts me real deep, kid. Apparently they had to turn to a deck building game instead of a board game because they didn't feel like making the game piece for the horribly engorged navigator that has to take drugs and fold space for you. <laughs> so what else have you got? Well, you'll also see that we have a bit of an infestation of were squids outside. Were squids. We are in fact facing a little bit of an influx now that Nintendo has announced the new Splatoon 3 game coming to Nintendo Switch next year. Splatoon 3. What is Splatoon? Splatoon is a first person shooter game where you play a game of paintball playing as a prepubescent were-squid. And there you have it, folks. The only show on the internet where you will hear the expression prepubescent were-squid. Yeah, well, it's a colorful life we lead. Right. Anything else? Uh, yes, actually. We have a little bit of news in that the news is that Disney has once again said something back in October and then hasn't said anything about it since, and I'm salty about it. Classic Disney move. Go ahead. Well, it seems that we are getting a reboot of the 1988 movie Willow. No way. Yes way. We waited in line for that movie when I was 18. You and your pet dinosaur? That's hilarious. Keep going, fetus. And that's my dad for you folks. Whoa, what's that flashing light on your dashboard? It's an incoming message from a developing news story. You better read it. I'm just about to get out of the space gloppy and kindly land of the void. You read it. Ugh. Well, it looks like we're just getting a transmission reporting that Temuera Morrison, who plays Boba Fett on Disney Plus' The Mandalorian, has posted on social media that the new sequel to that series, The Book of Boba Fett, has officially begun production. Outstanding! And speaking of standing out, now it's time for this week's Censor Sweep segment. Tell the folks how it works, Dad. Okay, so each week, Orson and I run scans for media properties like shows, comics, movies, games, that just don't get enough love as far as we're concerned. So, what's on your census this week, Orson? 
So, this week my sensors picked up an action movie from 1993 called Barb Wire. Barb Wire? What? Yeah, hear me out. It's based off the Dark Horse comic, and its world is kind of like a mix of Judge Dredd and Mad Max. Wow. The world has collapsed, and yet it still looks like 1990s Detroit, and the former military agent, Barb, needs to aid a scientist in getting vital intelligence to the people trying to fix the planet. But most of the good stuff comes from the cast. Pamela Anderson Lee is the lead. 1970s horror legend Udo Kier is her assistant slash butler slash guy who runs her goth nightclub because everyone has one of those in the post-apocalypse. Well, of course. And the earlier mentioned Temuera Morrison as her former lover who's working for the resistance. There's explosions, ridiculous outfit choices, genuinely good lighting, and a lot of cheesy 90s one-liners. If nothing else, watch it for a film that's not very good but very enjoyable in its dedication to its concept no matter how it comes off as. All right, fair enough. I'm in. So, how about you, Dad? All right, so on my sensors this week, I detected a historical action adventure film from 1999 called The 13th Warrior. Historical action? Yeah, just hear me out. It's based on the novel Eaters of the Dead by Michael Crichton, the same guy who wrote Jurassic Park. And if that wasn't enough to get you in the door, it was directed by John McTiernan, the guy who directed Die Hard, Predator, and my personal favorite, The Hunt for Red October. The setup is a little weird, but follow me here. The story is very loosely based on the writings of a real guy, Ahmed Ibn Falan, who lived in the 10th century Baghdad and through a truly crazy series of events ended up as one of our only non-Christian witnesses to the Vikings. Now Crichton took these writings, and I'm not making this up, laid over the top of it the story of the epic poem Beowulf. There's lots of monsters, sword fights, a whole bunch of stuff catches on fire, some seriously questionable costume and armor choices, but a lot of fun watching Antonio Banderas, the lead, playing Ibn Falan, and trying desperately to hang on to being a regular guy while helping a horde of Vikings fight off a dragon. That does sound really rad, but that's it for this week's sensor sweep. If you picked up an item you think we should sweep our sensors over, message us on Twitter or Facebook at CallSignNerd, or email your idea to CallSignNerdCast, all one word, at gmail.com. Be sure to include where you're from and your first name, including how to pronounce it, so we can credit you. You could be on the next Call Sign Nerd. And now, friends, when you visit as many alien planets and alternate dimensions as we do, we have to be able to communicate with all the beings we meet there. Therefore... We now pause for this week's edition of The Conlang Cabin. Greetings, lovers of fictional languages. It's time for The Conlang Cabin, where we illuminate another made-up word or phrase from a fictional language, also known as a constructed language, or Conlang. This week's item is from Mandoa, the language of the Mandalorians from multiple corners of the Star Wars universe. Notable Mandalorians include Din Djarin, protagonist of the Disney Plus series called, wait for it, the Mandalorian, and the most famous Mandalorian of all, the iconic bounty hunter Boba Fett. In Mandoa, the word for this week is Aihan, which means the bittersweet morning when remembering a perfect moment. I believe we are all experiencing Aihan in this time when we remember the before times before the plague, or that one time when you had a really good sandwich. Hmm. And that's it for this week's Conlang Cabin. Until next time, Kapla. And finally, we come to this week's Deep Scan, where we ponder the obscure, puzzling, and incredibly nerdy questions that our fans raise about our favorite fictional universes. This week's Deep Scan was sent to us from an anonymous fan calling themselves Muppet File 1970, and it's from the literally underground world of Jim Henson's 1980s TV series, Fraggle Rock. You might remember, the little singing and dancing fraggles live in caves underneath our real world, where they coexist with the even smaller doozers, who are basically a bunch of peeled avocados all cosplaying Bob the Builder. 
Doozers definitely do not sing or dance, and they build pointless little structures all day that the Fraggles eat. MuppetFile1970 asks, So if Fraggles and Doozers live totally underground, how does energy even enter the Fraggle Rock ecosystem? Wow. Even for us, that is really obscure. <laughs> it's really obscure. So, Orson, you did the research on this one. What did you come up with? Yeah, I did look into this, actually. Um, there is a little bit on the Muppet Wiki and a few other supplementary materials that I found that said that actually the Doozer stuff, I believe it's actually called Doozer stuff in the show, is made from radish. And so it's made... Radish. Radishes, yeah. So apparently the Fraggles subsist almost entirely on radishes and then the... Doozers refine the sugar and radishes down into a candy-like substance and then build their little, like, Lego buildings out of that. Oh, wow. There are people who think that radishes have a lot of sugar in there them. There are people who care enough to figure out what ra- fraggles eat. I think that's the more impressive part here. I, I'm dumbfounded by the fact that, A, Muppet File 1970 asked this question, but the fact that we cared enough to find the answer. Well, and you got to think about the fact that that means that they somehow subsist entirely on radishes while also being like a fur-bearing species. And you're like, wow, okay, so like even rabbits don't eat entirely root vegetables. They have other things in their diet. I don't know how fraggles exist like that. Well, and even the root vegetables that they eat are different colors. Like radishes (laughs) are white. Like there's almost no food in that food. So I like to posit, it is my, you know, Orson branded theory that they actually probably scavenged for like cave moss and probably absorbed some vitamins that way and there's probably some other things in their diet like i don't know naked mole rats or whatever unfortunate thing falls into the tunnels underneath i mean there's got to be something okay so i'm totally here for the dark really dark critty reboot of fraggle rock where they tell the story of unfortunate creatures that fall down into fraggle rock and then get chased and and (laughs) skewered and eaten by fraggles And don't even get me started on that Sage character, the trash heap on that show. Oh my gosh, that's right. There's like, there's like a, a all-knowing trash heap that, that answers all their questions. A trash heap. Oh, she's okay. terrifying. Whose name is Marjorie. Marjorie. <laughs> like, anyway, the idea that, like, what does she eat? Like, does she eat herself? Like, there's no good answer. She's made of the bones of the unfortunate souls who fell down Fraggle Rock. Oh. Doozer is more like doom. Wow, this show took a dark turn all of a sudden. <laughs> well, we are in space in the black void. Yeah, I know, but this is supposed to be hopeful. Instead of we're talking about basically carnivorous Fraggles all of a sudden. Speaking and... of a different Muppet, this is a kid's movie. Right. I think it's time for that show, and it's going to be called just... Carnivorous Fraggles. I love it. If you'd like to have us explore a thorny topic from your favorite spot in the nerddom galaxy, let us know in an email or a message. Be sure to include where you're from and your first name, including how to pronounce it, and we can credit you. In the meantime, I'm afraid we're beginning our descent on this episode of Call Sign Nerd, which is a production of Bearhaven Broadcasting. If you'd like to support this podcast, look for Call Sign Nerd on Patreon and join our crew today. After all, jokes this bad don't write themselves. Callsign Nerd has new flights departing every other Thursday. Until next time, I'm Captain Orson. And I'm Orson's dad. Saying live long and prosper, and may the force be with you all. Right, Dad? Shiny. Ugh.